Well, today on Toolbox Talks for Electricians, we have two electricians that have built their own electrical company in the UK. And let's find out what got them into wanting to be an electrician and how they scaled their business over time. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, where we aim to load electricians with the tools and skills they need to reduce stress, gain back time, and earn more money in their electrical business. Hey, Chris, Leon, welcome to Toolbox Talks for Electricians. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. To start out, what got you thinking you wanted to be an electrician back in the day when you were at school? So originally, I wanted to be in the army, and I. Um... I'm to that. What did you want to do in the army, though? I didn't care. I just, I just knew I wanted to be in the you army. Wanted to play with guns. I wanted to play with guns and go abroad, but yeah, it, 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 did, it didn't pan out. I, I failed the medical, um, and then my dad was like what are you going to do now? So I was like, I honestly don't know. I I, I never even thought about a backup, a backup plan. No. My only plan you had was... your heart set on the army then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, like, from a boy. He just plays um... Call of Duty now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, yeah, I'll get you fixed. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that kicks it. So, um, yeah, my old man just said to me, like, come on site with me, uptown, 17 years old. Um, I just, just went from there, really. It just escalated. What made you want to stick it here, though? Because it's quite hard, isn't it, you think, when you start out as an apprentice and, well, some of the old boys, they give you shit. They give you a lot of abuse, don't they? I, just, I was always quite a grafter. Like, always. Yeah. I like I like going to earn my money. I didn't, yeah. Didn't take any jip in a way, then? And you had your old man there as well? Yeah, so he was working, I was working with him for about about three months. Right. Because um, he actually... To get me on site, he took a demotion from a supervisor, dropped down to a tester, um, and then about three months later, he he left to go back to supervisor role. Oh, I, right. I, I so you just got, got you in the door, maybe then, yeah. Pretty much, just got me in the door and run off. But yeah, it was good. Like I, I can't complain. It was uh, it was the right thing to do. He needed the money, um, and he, he got me. Got my foot in the door, so that's all I needed, really. Well, as it proves, it worked out, didn't it? What about yourself, Chris? How did you get into being a spark? So, um, I actually did my first. So my granddad, my old man, was um, he was disabled. So I used to help him a lot, putting up shelves, cutting wood. I was with a power saw from the, the old man already. Then, yeah, yeah, a very sort of old school upbringing. Um, yeah, and I remember fixing an extension lead with him in my nan's conservatory which was twisting the flex and taping it. Right. Twisting Proper and taping it. And, and then it worked. This saw worked. And I was like, oh, this is this is good. And so obviously, I was, didn't go to school, played video games up until I was 16. The moment I could go to college, right. I did what was the old level two. And then I did the newer level three. And I got distinctions in all my exams and obviously progressed. Proof of your career then, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, because I didn't really know my old, my actual dad growing up. Um, right. I'm actually a third generation electrician, and I didn't right. even know. So, so uh, you, your previous is in your blood, then, sort of thing. Yeah, my my granddad <laughs> earned his money. So my granddad on my dad's side, he earned his money fitting power stations in South Africa. Uh, my dad actually spent the first twelve years of his life living in South Africa, and then my dad was a part P electrician, and I only really got back in contact with him when I was eighteen. Oh yeah. So yeah, third generation sparks, but I didn't know it. So it's definitely in my genes. So you both come from basically a generation of sparkies then? Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's... And then from that obviously I job jobbed around. My first apprenticeship was when the Icelandic bank went under the first recession, the first proper recession in our lifetimes. Well is that that was eighty one, was it? Or no. There was a recession in eighty one. Yeah, no, the this so was you like boys around early 2007 when we had our big recession when the uh, market crashed 2007 um, company i worked for had a lot of money in icelandic <clears throat> so they went they went under mm-hmm. and then after that i just agency contract self-employed all the way through my 17th birthday was my first day working self-employed oh yeah your 17th okay. birthday so that's quite young then eh? to start out on your own yeah i, I remember turning up on the site and um they actually brought me a little cupcake from the shop because they asked how old I was, because obviously I was young. 
And I said, I'm 17. And they said, oh, when do you turn 18? I said, next year. It's my birthday today. I just turned 17. <laughs> and um, probably a little bit underqualified at the time. I think I only had my level one, obviously. But not level yeah. one, sorry, the old, the old version, level two at the time. And I was going around and, and fitting stuff. And then from, from there, just worked all the way up until the point I was getting married. And that was when I realised how much money you can make. Right. doing your own stuff with word of mouth. I used to just do the odd bit and I, I grafted hard evenings and weekends for four months to pay off my wedding completely. Cool. And that was when I was like, I'm not working for anyone ever again. You got the bug then, yeah. This is the thing they say that now, once you go self-employed, you can't go back. And I don't think I could like go back to, for working for someone else. If you if you would, if you needed to, you would. But yeah. it'd be a struggle. Yeah, it'd be a struggle to being told what to do, especially when you think things are wrong. I remember I used to work with someone in uh, Broxbourne, down your way, and they, they were re they were doing these houses, and I said to him, "Look, mate, I don't think this is right. You're running an armoured from the main head, like halfway across the ceiling, and something the way you connected, it's not right. The kit you've given me is not right. I oh, just get on with it, Ben." I was like, "Whoa!" So I quit. But that was another reason you can't you can't do you can't just can't do a shit job, can you? No. No, even we've, we've all done a shit job. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> no one, sometimes, no sometimes we ain't like kidding about. <laughs> you know, there's there's been some times where I've walked away knowing we're going back the next day, and I'm like, yeah. that's that's a bit rough. <laughs> yeah, maybe shouldn't have left it like that. But yeah, customers happy that they had it on. That's the main thing because sometimes, well, they want to get it on, don't they? All the time. That's all they're, they're looking for. I don't care whether it's safe or not. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you, you kind of have to be. I'm, I'm just more thinking like when you've um, ran a bit of trunking at nine o'clock at night to get a job done, and when you look back at it and you realise you've caught all the corners <laughs> instead of putting the, the, the bends on the pre-mades, oh. and yeah, it, just, it just looks rough. Then you have to go back and sort it out. Your morals yeah, kick yeah, in. Yeah, at least you've got it sort of. So you know that you've got to sort that out. It's yeah. a bit of a perfectionist thing, isn't it? You, you think you boys are like that? A bit of a perfectionist where you work. I think most sparks are. Yeah, it's you definitely. I've met a few then. Uh, yes, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there were sparks to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Can't I think see. a lot of sparks are. Oh, it's a hard job, whatever way you look at it, and it, and people have pride in their work. Yeah, uh, and you can soon tell when someone doesn't have pride in their work um, by the most simplest of things. Stringing cables across and stuff. But what do you think the trade is the most that has the most pride in their work? Gas engineers. Oh, really? no, 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 no. Gas, <laughs> no, no, yeah, gas has got to be on and safe. But I mean, no, not they've got wise. the biggest ego on mm. site, right? The thing with a gas engineer, and we had this in Donald No, I'm no. thinking about Sandy. Sandy gas engineer. Sandy gas engineer? Yeah, do you know, did the, um, showed us all that pipe work of the, like, boiler. Oh, him. Of it. Yeah. Man, he, was, he was a melt. He was an absolute job's worth. He was. Yeah. He, I, I think. I think carpenters, because carpenters, well, whatever they do, the end product's going to be seen, isn't it? Mm. So I think yeah. they've got to do a good job to look good. Like you see him hanging doors, and they're a bit of perfection, perfectionist as well. I don't mind carpenters. It's plumbers that I don't go on with. I think yeah, reason. there's a lot of bad blood. My my biggest clash with um, plumbers. Um, especially when they call themselves heating engineers, is when they come to me to do a wiring centre. Because I'm sure somewhere in gas safe, they should know how to do a wiring centre. To teach you something like that, yeah. And if they can't do a wiring centre, how can you call yourself a gas engineer? How are you ever going to be able to commission the boiler? Because, you know, you can't finish your job. And I've always said that, and we called out a plumber at this um, guy's house. We did a, it was like a million pound build. And I told the builder, I said, um, he said the plumber was coming today. And I said, oh, is he going to do the wiring centre? And he went, oh, I should think he should. And I went, you can tell if he's a heating engineer, an actual heating engineer. Yeah, he do do. I said, if he's not, he's a plumber. And um, yeah, called him out in front of him when he went, are you going to be doing it? Uh, it, it heating engine, heating systems is just a bunch of switches. And obviously yeah. the guy didn't know how to do them. So we had to end up doing it. Uh, that's where I call plumbers and heating engineers. He got the um. <laughs> yeah, he showed him up. So, did you both go through the traditional apprentice in a way? Three years. 
yeah so i i started an apprenticeship and then i had to self-fund my level three my am2 and then i did an nvq afterwards right and um leon yours was with darren wasn't it yeah so i never did the, i didn't do the traditional route right. um i did the the course but it's like a 16 week course right well you say uh, traditional route but there's so many different options these days and you? you don't have to have an apprentice there's a lot of i spoke to someone today 52 retraining to be an electrician after being a chef which is a lot of people think well i want to get into a trade and they choose electrics yeah so a, a lot of people that have done the alternative routes do get a lot of stick but at the end of the day if you can do the work safely into a competent level exactly why, why does it matter yeah this is the oh, thing. I mean, I've, I've met a lot of sparks that have been in it for 30 years i wouldn't have worked in me else yeah i wouldn't have gone into business with leon if he was an idiot so i had a business prior to us merging right and I, I wouldn't have taken that risk if Leon didn't know what he was doing. So why, why did you did you have a new look out or meet each other on site or something to convert so to Christmas do. Yeah, our um, wholesalers that we both used took like the top 10 spenders out for a big night out, nice. all drinks and dinner paid for. And that was where we met. Yeah. And then we became friends. There's a bit of a longer story on why we kept talking um, in COVID. My, my wife's um, a nurse for senior well, for patients with dementia. Right. So she was the key worker. I stayed at home and I gave this guy a lot of my work. I gave him everything and just said, like, look, just give me a hundred quid, like four grand rewires. And I said, I just want a hundred quid. Just a bit of a drink, yeah. And I found out he was then poaching the work off me. Moonlight. So I, I rang Leon, who I know was also giving him work and said, look, don't trust this guy. He's a snake. This is what happened. And then, funnily enough, Leon said, "Do you know how to do heating systems?" And I was like, "Of course, do." And I went and done them for Leon. <laughs> and but Leon's not a heating engineer, so he's right. No, definitely not a heating engineer. But no, it's a heating heating controls are difficult. Um, it just—I think the first few times, yeah, a bit of a nightmare. But once you know, I've I've took two port valves, uh, three port valves apart, and stuff like that. Thinking, right, why they work? Then once you understand how they work and why they work. You think, well, this is easy. You need a it's common, just like the, man in switch. the, the fundamentals, sure. the principles of a heating system and the way the heating system works. What needs to be calling first? Yeah, what I'm... needs to be switching in the right order for um, for it to actually work properly? Yeah, it's the I understanding think the, of that. Biggest, I think. The, the biggest throw out on pulp valves and heating when I first started was the fact that grey's permanent, black <laughs> switch line in, and orange is switch line out. And I'd always think brown should be permanent, grey is your your auxiliary core in, and then orange would be your switch line out. But their colours are a little bit different. Yeah, well, what the thing is, they changed the bloody colours as well, didn't they? Like, yeah. you boys around 2004 doing it when they changed, was it 2004 or? I, I, I started in 16th edition, so I, I was pre. I was. Yeah, you had the red, yellow, blue. I was the last year before 17th came out so i was i was a year in and then everything i've been shown sort of shifted to yeah, it changed just to confuse but you a little bit more i hadn't even touched heating controls in that first year right so um yeah i'm very much a new color but i'm i was aware of the older colors yeah that got a bit confusing because they changed on dc as well and i was doing a lot of work at dc at the time they just changed it to harmonize with europe apparently but ireland yeah. was already left using anyway it. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> then, then we just let them, <laughs> let them go <laughs> that's in that's another podcast chill out on <laughs> <laughs> the options of that so when when you were sort of working as an apprentice then or when you were working up to being qualified was the plan to have your own business so no. my my plan my old boss that pushed me in the right direction, got my confidence where it needed to be, got me back on track really, because I was starting to become, uh, what's the word? A bit, yeah, a bit, a bit disorganized. maybe, yeah. Yeah, complacent maybe, that's probably a better word. Um, and then he <laughs> drove me, <laughs> proper dosser, drove me in the right direction. And he said, if you work hard- Give you a bit me, of ambition in a way. Yeah, got, got my spark back. He, uh, he said, you work hard for me for the next four, four or five years and the, the company's yours. Not as it, like handing it over, but as he's not doing electrical work, 
I'd have pass to, you a lot of work. He could pass me all of his clients. I'd buy. I bought the tools off of him. Um, yeah, I bought, bought everything, and he did gave me a massive helping hand. Oh, stepping stone. Is it sometimes a bonus too when you need someone that's going to just show you a bit of the ropes? Just the right, place, the right time, especially when you're young, youngster, like. Definitely. Definitely. I think everyone, especially growing up, needs a mentor they can look up to. It's, it's, yeah, in some respects, sort of thing. And, well, how many mentors do you reckon you've had as a spark that you look up so, to? Uh, there, there's two people I can think of who really showed me how to be a better electrician, a better person in, in myself. And they're two that I still speak to today. One of them, he's retired. He's, um, well, he's very old now. Right. And the other one um, ended up moving down to Wales and he now does um, property investing. But I still speak to him on yeah. a day. I just wish he was doing it this end so we could take all the work off him. Yeah, exactly. Be a bonus. But um, <laughs> yeah, so John Ballard was the one that showed me more about how to interact with clients. Um, he was actually a major in the army while doing a side business. And I subcontracted to him and he used to drop me off at a site. I used to do the work. He used to come and sort of check on what I had done. Yeah. And um, for the six months I sort of worked with him, I didn't even know he was a major in the army. Get that quiet, I did, did <laughs> yeah, I did another year for him after that. And then that was when he got relocated to Wales. His plan was to um, take his army pension and then do the electrical business full time. Mm -hmm. But where he got given an opportunity he couldn't turn down to do five more years in the army, he moved to Wales and relocated, and then obviously right. there was back on the whole. I need to find employment. <laughs> so yeah, but he was he was a very nice, very nice man. Um, definitely taught me a lot. On yeah, there is, yeah, there is. It's always good, I think, to have an older guy or an old electrician to teach you sort of a lot of things. What 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 not to do and what to do. With myself, yeah. I've had a few of them, and then ended up getting qualified and subcontracting to them. But as soon as I left. Things got sour. Like I didn't speak to him no more because I didn't like it because you were trying to. I think a lot of the time when you work for a company and you think, no, I'm going to break away and do my own thing. I'm going to start up on my own. I don't like it. Uh, in, yeah, in my I think, um, I've seen that a lot in businesses where they've obviously invested a lot of time in into a young lad or a young lady yeah. and then they've got their ticket and now they're asking for more money. As long as they're doing the work. So we've got two guys at the moment. Um, one used to work for me in my old business and one is Leon's brother who's worked for Leon for right. um, years or so. And they've both gone through the ranks and they're getting paid good money now. Mm, but yeah, I think if, if they wanted to leave, uh, yeah, I'd be a bit sorry. You're thinking well. you're going to be annoyed for them, aren't you? They <laughs> 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 better not leave. I think it's difficult because I'd want to, if they've got a better opportunity it's exactly what me and chris have done by leaving exactly. people We're all been there. going down different avenues to to better ourselves and everyone wants to earn more money they've got the opportunity in front of them and they can't turn it down if we can't match it yeah feel yeah. free yeah, so yeah out. sorry carry on i was saying money is a is a big factor for a lot of people Definitely. yeah at the end um, of the day, that's what we all go to work for so with Dean, one of our employees, he worked for my old business where we did a lot of work for um, Mears on the council. Mm -hmm. It's not great work, reactive maintenance. <laughs> the money's really good, but as for a business, the money's good, should I say, but it, the work is terrible. And then Leon had more bespoke builders, rewires, loft extensions. So when Dean came over, he was like, this work's amazing because it's oh, good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it's so clean. Dean really, really loved it. <laughs> And um, Liam, sometimes, that's Leon's brother, sometimes where he hasn't seen the bad side of being an electrician. Oh, yeah, the, the tough bits, the rubbish yeah. bits working in council houses, maybe. Yeah, he, he's sitting there like, this is all I ever know. And he's like, mm. I, I guess it's all right, because he doesn't know the bad side of it. Yeah. So the, the big thing when we merged was um, we diversified the portfolio. So for over the sort of Christmas period, instead of relying heavy on builders that were shutting down, we now have a lot more rentals, estate agents. Yeah. 
so now they're Liam's experience in that sort of work, and he's like, "Wow, this is crap." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so getting a taste of it, like yeah, because you've got to, you've got to have a taste of everything, or you won't know. Well, you won't thing, know because otherwise you get thrown at the deep end. Because like the way, like, when you say when times get tough, you've got to take on these crap jobs maybe a bit if like things yeah. get a bit tighter, like in COVID and stuff, where people weren't spending money, and you get called out to a job you don't really want to do it. But it keeps you going. Yeah, or well, we when you've got fifty odd rental properties that you've got to look after, EICRs. It's your bread remedials. and butter sometimes, isn't it? Like these little jobs. It's fifty properties that you need to look after. That's a, mm. a relatively good contract that you exactly, want to yeah. keep and look after. Well, the thing is, as you think of that as well, as your business uh, IDT, like that's a contract that you've got. And I always say to a lot of people is that contract's IDTs. If you ever sold that business, that contract goes with that business. That makes your business more valuable. Yeah. 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 In the long run, maybe. You never know. Like if you've interested in Because I do speak to a lot of people and say, would you sell your business? And they say, no, not a chance. Because they've mm. built it from nothing. Everyone's, everything's got a number. Every, yeah, everyone's got a price. I, 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 I would do, and, and uh, we have um, a few revenue in income streams outside of yeah. the electrics i'll just pump more i'll pump that money into more my time money. into that maybe yeah, yeah. So, so we've we've got a second company together called itd secure right which is alarms, oh, right. so you've, you do security alarms and stuff like that yeah yeah as well so uh, it's a completely independent business right have you That's got other in people that do that or do you do that yourself as well no we, yeah, manage, we, we manage that you you actually do the work yeah. Right. Because I found that if you go to someone's house to do a rewire and they say, oh, I want a security alarm, CCTV, you always get asked as an electrician, don't you, to do something extra. Yeah. So you've just obviously noticed that and thought, yeah, we can do that as well. Yeah, I we had an opportunity. With, with, with secure, obviously, it's more about the residual income. Um, so every nearly every customer is on a, a monthly payment plan for maintenance. Yes. And I think we've got like 98 customers at the moment paying 999 plus, depending if they have CCTV as well. Mm -hmm. So with that, it brings cash flow into the business. Yeah. Um, ideally, Secure isn't that registered. So um, that, that works well. And the, the lads, it keeps the lads busy. And out of like the 90 customers, you get to that phone every month. Well, without the fail, they've turned the power off, they've knocked the spur off. But most of them, they, 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 they literally sit there paying the monthly until it's the service thing for them as well the way so they can call you if they need to yeah and yeah we, we 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 provide the service and then they've got that point of contact they know if there's a problem yeah they can call because a lot of people they get these these security alarms or the cc set up if it goes wrong they don't get it fixed and then they go oh yeah we got robbed <laughs> like, well you sh it should have worked so i think definitely with a maintenance contract with security and cctv it's a must yeah. if you're going to no, install yeah. it because yeah. no doubt you'll get calls all the time oh definitely definitely mm. yeah but all, all that is above board <laughs> yeah spot on so when you started on your on your business then did you think that um you had to get extra qualifications at all before becoming your own boss I thought um, there would have been more guidance or more sort of crash courses around basics for running a business. I actually looked, I looked online to see if there was any basic business courses, but they was all too corporate, uh, corporate and rolled around yeah. multi-million pound firms instead of sort of one, two, three man, mm -hmm. co one, small corporations. Like, yeah. It's, but yeah, so. Fuck it's difficult to work out. your way through it, but I think trial and error. Basically, you've yeah. got to do it. If you, if it doesn't work, you learn the hard way. I've done so, that a few times. I think think with us, when um, so the, the main reason for the merge, I won't go too far into it, but I, I got done over for a lot of money and had to file my last business. Right. And Leon was working every day. His guys were working, but he hadn't streamlined his business to the point where he was making money it was just the business was making the guys money so it the biggest thing with the, yeah the biggest thing with the merger was oh, i brought in that experience on how to run the business right on how to get his lads working as efficiently as possible and then bringing over talent from my business where leon 
then could then take a step back and not do as much to then progress on everything else. So have, having two heads really helps. Well, you don't mean pro progress on Call of Duty. <laughs> so no, Leon, Leon's a grafter. Leon's a grafter. But giving so, a okay. set more time, I mean, it gave me more time with the family uh, yep. because Leon was doing obviously his half. We do spend most nights on Discords talking about what's going to happen, what we're doing, how we're going to get through this, planning jobs, booking materials. But having that extra set ahead especially with the experience coming over for Leon and then for me having someone who's willing to work just as hard as me on the business it, it's been amazing it's been phenomenal and just to take a step back and analyze the business I was so deep into the business of working for the business I was basically an employee which yourself yeah myself but never got any of the rewards because I was paying the guys and then it is only when Chris come on board up we could actually step back and analyze and look and see that I think it was the, the first week we um went through, I, I went through his wholesalers that he was using and he was only really using one. And we compared the prices to three different other wholesalers and they were 30% more expensive. And on, oh, I think it was one, one month was like six grand to the wholesaler. And I said, if that was 30% less, like you would have then made that money in profit, like extra additional. Yeah, that would have been in your pocket. So that was the first thing we turned turn upside down. I think um diversified basically where you get materials from then. Yeah. I, I think Leon definitely saw them as friends as opposed to they are a business. Are always gonna be your best mates, aren't they? Yeah, too much trust. You're going in there um, spending money every day. Too much trust. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, so when we first walked into another wholesalers, we picked an additional suitable one to become our main wholesaler and um from day one of walking in now i said we'll be reviewing this every month and if you're ranking your prices up compared to everyone else we're just going to leave mm -hmm. and they've all accepted that and our prices have stayed low everywhere now wow. including the one that was i wouldn't say ripping leon off but definitely not giving him the discounts he deserved yeah sometimes they, now, you don't give your discounts till you ask yeah, like sometimes they're sitting there doing their bit of paper, and you, and I always say to them, "I want, I want BP price, Ben Polter price." They're like, "Oh, well, well Ben, what's that? What's that?" I say, "I want the best price. Come on, like knock it down. <laughs> not even if it's a good price, you got to say that because that's how they work." Yeah, like, they, yeah they, they, they've got discounts on your um, on your sheet. They give you. They say you got so much discount. But why? Have I, why am I earning it that much? I want more. They're like, oh, "Okay, okay, you got to ask for it." Yeah, we're probably like, not cheeky enough. We probably it's uh yeah it comes with like just experience isn't it because sometimes you've when you quote your jobs as well you know much how a drum of 2.5 is going to be <laughs> right so was there any um like as, as you're building your business and becoming more and more successful is there any mistakes that you think i don't need to do that i wish uh, i didn't do yeah. that okay what's <laughs> one that sticks out thousands um holding on to employees that you think will make it right what well, will get better over time so um i had again i won't say say their name but i had an employee who gave me anxiety well, thinking was, what, why, why did he get anxiety and i'd have site managers come up to me and say like oh the you know they'd go for a fag break right before they know it's break to get like an additional 10 mm, 15 geez. minutes just a piss take off yeah. and what what people don't realise is that we've all been there. I've phoned in sick before because I couldn't bother to go in. It's like we, we all know what they're doing. Yeah. And you'd get these messages on a Sunday night like, oh, my, no, my dog's really ill. And I'm like, you're chatting mm. shit. I think I've got a stomachache. Yeah, and then Monday, true, like, I definitely had one. <laughs> yeah, like, I, on, I'd mate. rather them just, just be honest and say, like, look, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm just yeah. down. I'd rather not yeah. come in that's what can't be asked holding on the truth. Truth. oh yeah you like someone that's honest sometimes if, if, if someone says to you look next week i'll grab monday off just because i feel like it then you're like okay we'll work it out it's a bit you of can notice. plan around it you plan you around work it. away around it yeah. then but if they want to just call up on them especially on a monday because monday's always busy when you've got to get things going they say yeah they just don't turn up you're like hang about there's a person phoning me and you, you went to be there so, yeah, yeah. I, i've got a time okay i hurt my toe you're like what <laughs> shut up and get on with it i yeah. think my, my biggest mistake electrically um i installed it's probably about 57 
uh, multicolour changing stake lights. Right. Which were DC that had to be wired in series, and I AC mains them. And I blew the lot. 57 up. I fried them. Yeah. Did it not come with a transformer then? You just didn't do it. So I, I was given the lights, and obviously I didn't look. I've taken it it's brown and blue and I was just like yeah there you go all mains and I realized they had to be wired in series across did the they pop or when you turned them on or did they just fry oh, I turned them on and I was like well they're fucking dim <laughs> <laughs> and I left them on and then it was almost left to right it was this massive house in Hyam um the person who lived there is actually the owner of a range of own beer right and um, I, I remember going from left to right, closest to the AC supply, furthest away. I remember seeing them just go, doof, 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 just slowly pop out, and I was like, "What on earth's happening?" It went. So these are, these the flash as well. These are good lights. <laughs> I looked into the um, the catalogue and realised the lights that they were brought, and I've just seen DC. Sometimes you like, see that little bit and think, "Yeah." So that that was an expensive mistake at seventeen to make. I think I was only like, booking myself out for forty five pound a day. And the lights were like 340 quid. It was like a week's wages. Damn. <laughs> so, but obviously, you just bite the bullet and pay it. Ah, oh, sometimes you live and learn, don't you? What about yourself, Leon? Any mistakes? Oh, my biggest business mistake would be focusing too much on the work and not enough on the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, too busy in the business rather than working on the business. So, when do you think you took that switch then to focus more on the business? Uh, literally when me and chris was come uh, would together. Some, well someone come along and point it out to you maybe yeah 100 percent. i was blindsided i literally i was like a horse with uh what are the things called with blinders on blink blinkers are they called <laughs> blinkers on yeah literally i was just steaming ahead and dragging everyone with you, yeah you're concentrating on the work basically yeah yeah it's just yeah. and then paperwork to get, ne get neglected i was missing invoices um just getting yeah. a bit of a whirlwind yeah just don't get too caught up in the work so you, you can't generate the work yeah well you can't step back and look at your business in effect Definitely. I think that this goes on to the mentor whatever stage you're in if you're doing something new i mean what would really help leon if he if he spoke out to people that run a business mm -hmm. at the time and said like oh, it's going well but i thought it would be better yeah, and just ask for advice and help. I mean, that would have really would have really helped Leon at the time. And anyone who's looking to make that jump, just speak to people. There's plenty of people, especially like the lower followed accounts on TikTok. If you can see they're running mm -hmm. a business, that they'd have time to message you. I mean, you won't be able to go to the accounts that have got quarter of a million followers on Facebook or anywhere like that because they right. probably won't have the time to reply to your message. But just find the lower accounts and just ask for advice. Ask questions. And, at the end of the day, yeah, definitely. Yeah, people yeah. will always help. You, you don't get wrong. You get some people won't even reply. People will probably oh, tell. Although they'll send you an invoice saying I can tell you it, but it's this much. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna cost you a call. Yeah, yeah. yeah, come on, uh, man. I'm not gonna do that. Generally, uh, get time. people that will help. Yeah, well, it's difficult, I think, as well, because you, you speak to some of the old boys in the wholesalers. I've oh. done it for years. They're not really interested anymore because they're coming up to retirement. But I think the new way to build a business is social media. Like, mm. did you ever go out and post leaflets? No. I, I did that when I first started out. It was pointless, complete waste of time. The best <laughs> thing is, like, on Facebook and social media and having, oh, uh, basically, Google is where, because what, what do people do? They Google it. So if you're yeah, on Google, yeah. they ring so, up and say, right, you're near me. Can you come and have a look? That's, and uh, we've started doing SEO. I saw Chris mentioned it earlier, but yeah. we, um, it's paid for itself tenfold. We just keep keep paying for it and it just keeps keeps generating more work yeah as long week. as it keeps bringing the jobs in then it's gonna pay for itself Con consistent <laughs> organic customers yeah so is that, is that your main so what, what would you think that is your main source of sort of customers or leads in a way to your business new leads would be google yeah google. If, if you're talking about volume of work it's it's existing clients that either myself have held on to for about six years now or leon for probably like three four years that you know you do a good job and they and just they keep you up again yeah so we've got a few estate agents in london um my work used to always be in london 
So the oh. biggest thing with the merge was that I was taking half of our work towards London when Liam was very much predominantly always in Kent. Right. So um, we've I've got good relationships with some people in London, and, and we get continuous work. I'll, I'll probably say it's one estate agents every month they pay the guys wages without fail because of the volume of work that we get from them and that's what has made this january a january we didn't have to worry about because right. our portfolio was diversified enough that we've got customers that always call us because they have to right because they're contracted too yeah do, you think, yeah do you think now as well that you get customers that just phone you up and say right i got this house wants a rewire and they're not really interested in a quote because they trust yeah. you yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, the partic- one of the particular agents in question I just mentioned, they don't even ask us to quote jobs anymore. Yeah. Um, that they know what our prices just are. We get don't it done, get- and we trust you to do a good job. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've just lost a builder. Quote. Sorry, Leon, what'd you say? We've just lost a builder. Yeah, they're moving abroad, yeah. but they was <laughs> like that. They was just they knew right. what we charged. They knew we did a good job. Oh, they just texted me saying, "I, I need you here in three weeks." yeah that's fine book it in uh, that's, that's, i think that's the best way sometimes because when you do go to a job as well and you give them a quote then you've got to get in contact with them when you say hmm the quote's different they're like yeah, i didn't realize you needed this as well or we've got to get an asbestos removed or something like that it adds extra so many different variables when you're quoting a job it's it's like it's a minefield and everything changes as soon as you take one thing off it could change the quote yeah, definitely. The cost of materials these days. I remember back in the day, like when I first started out, we used to have the GU10 downlights, and I said I could change them to LED for five pounds more extra for the lamps. Well, it's not anymore. They're flipping twenty quid now. A decent downlight, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> so it adds costs that way for a decent one. But um, so when you started at working together, then obviously mm-hmm. you found you found that you had a lot more time. So is this the reason you started up your second business? Um, uh, no, I think it was just the opportunity. Opportunity arose, arose and it was too good to turn down. Um, yeah. It was either going going to us or someone else was going to get it. it was our sort of faults. Yeah. Did you, think, did, do you think you had to go and do some more training to find out about security or CCTV? No. Or, no, because I really to say that if you're an electrician, you can do that quite easy, can you? <laughs> it's a coax. Well, come on, I ain't even live. <laughs> Today we was doing um, the um, CPD training to get up because obviously, you know, now you've got to do the hours for NIC. You've got to do thirty hours yeah. a year or something. So we was doing that. So we've always, I've always been, sadly, on always further training, going to seminars, obviously listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. tuning into webinars for the NIC because it changes so quick. Yeah. That if you say got your 18th and you didn't bother doing your amendment two, it wasn't necessary. They're looking at bringing out amendment three now. Right. That's going to be called the 19th. I was Googling something a little while. I think they're going to call it the 19th. But they, yeah, they might even jump it straight to the, the 19th. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but it's, it's a lot more about earthing arrangements. Obviously, with the PME situation <laughs> in the country at the moment, mm. there's, yeah, the next few years is going to be really difficult around earthing and testing it's going to change because also i think the new builds as well that what they're saying is they're going to have three-phase supply yeah three-phase for the electrical charges the um what's it called they mentioned it today we have foundational grounding so so the actual foundation of the building is going to have rebar in it or some steel strap and that's going to become the earthing arrangement now in this country that's going to be connected through the whole state so, so I mean, this is why we've got to keep upgrading. No wonder, like, it worked. Why don't I just leave it? <laughs> because it's breaking. It was, it was done 50 years I ago. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Not, not... The, uh, the EV chargers and the solar is uh, causing yeah, issues. they're all coming out. The thing is, there's a lot yeah. of these um, windmills and stuff like that all over the place as well, and the solar panels. But the, the, the cable in the ground can't hack it. The deteriorating. No. This and... is the thing. So the, they the, saying, to, to upgrade them is going to be millions. They were saying today that the the PM, PME systems are just put in post-war, 70 odd years ago, and it's just going to mm-hmm. become a more and more of a problem as the years go on. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it was unofficial figures are 500 dangerous circumstances calls from electricians to um, the DNO on a PME dropping out. Obviously, if you've got houses in a, in a row, the PME drops out at number 12, it's going to go lot. through the earth on number 15 to get down their PME, which means a fault in this property is going to make the taps in this property carry 70 volts plus. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot of changes happening around mm. around the earthly arrangements. So, in a similar way as me starting on the 16th and then doing 17th straight away, there's going to be a lot of people qualifying, and by next year, the whole earthing arrangement straight onto it. Yeah, different again. Yeah. So, but that, that's the game that we're in. It's what we do. It always yeah, so it works. So things that evolve and say, like the same as mechanics, they didn't mess around with engines anymore. They've got electric ones to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just look at lighting, for example. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to have a single pendant with a 100-watt light bulb in every room. Mm. And then, obviously, it went to more aesthetically pleasing lighting with your down lights. And now everything's going to LED. So, you know, you're going to be installing soon, like a 0.5-millimeter cable and an E-type 2-amp breaker for all lighting circuits. Yeah. And that's then going to be a big change from the rule of thumb of a 1.5 and a uh, 6-amp. It's all so going to change, yeah. It's all changing. It's all changing. I, I think smart switching, most of your lights being run in, say, like um, like a Cat 6 or something like that. Yeah. And, and a full... Yeah, that, that's all it needs, I suppose. Yeah, to each room as well. So you can walk into your house and say, right, kitchen lights on. Yeah. Stuff yeah, but like I'm that. talking about the actual, the actual mains power to the light will be low voltage, I think, within yeah. probably t- five, ten years. And you won't have mains cables running to your lights. You, you'd have a transformed by the boards and then from that you'd have cat sixes out power and all the lights so that could be, even be an idt design <laughs> <laughs> yeah. new modern, modern housing estate and lutron already do that they, they do yeah but obviously that's expensive um copper's a finite material is going which is why as we're bringing the load down on the light in they're lowering it which is why they're, they're starting to sell a 0.5 T&E yeah. to carry a two amp circuit, and that won't be long until that goes down, and you will be running lights off of Cat Six RJ forty fives in the back of spotlights because it the cost on the material is less, and yeah. if they can do it with the technology and the DC like DC voltage to the lights, it will happen because everyone wants to make yeah, money. If you think about it, well, you get three hundred and five meters of Cat what Cat Six cable compared to a drum of two five. It's a lot cheaper, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would necessarily be a cat six, but it will, will similar to that, like yeah, yeah, almost definitely. Yeah. So for someone that's maybe training and starting out thinking, yeah, I might want to become an electrician. What would be the one bit of advice? Go on, Leon, you go first. Take your time. Don't rush. Just yeah. Don't rush. Take your time. You're not always going to be the best at everything, but just take your time. Analyze it slow down and just uh taking all the information you can take in and read the 18th back to back right that's, that's good advice but i had to i did would do that 18 when i did that 18.2 a few years ago now i failed it twice <laughs> so I had to go to, I thought, right, it was a bloody nightmare i got like um six you had to get 65 percent or something did you i got about 60 every time t- twice i was like flip that and when i passed it i only got like 80. it's a hard it's a nightmare what about yourself I, then chris I, I scraped by my 18th <laughs> I, I did the 18th as soon as it came out um one of my friends owns a college so we got straight in without any training days or right. anything. we did exam only and, and i scraped by there was one question in it Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah for, for apprentices um from my own experience which is what i wish i did in my earlier years was stand up for yourself don't don't let anyone put put you down so to say mm-hmm. believe in yourself and give everything a go don't, don't sit there and be like oh, i can't do that give it a go don't be embarrassed yeah. to fail maybe eh? yeah i think edison was it he found a hundred one thousand four hundred odd times to make the light bulb yeah failed so many times and look he at didn't now, still used to this day that's what i mean he didn't fail 
hundred, one thousand four hundred times. He found out what didn't work one thousand four hundred yeah. times. True. And, and then he's made sync, which we all use today, and we will use for generations to come. Exactly. And so, everyone, it's, it's, everyone remembers his name. Well, obviously, because it's called yeah. Edison Bulb as well. But you know what I mean? Because he invented it. <laughs> yeah, but he failed loads of times before he got it right. So just think, every time you failed, you haven't necessarily failed and done it wrong. You just found out what doesn't work, and then just keep going. Right. Especially when you're doing two-way switches and you keep moving the tables around to get it right. Uh, I, I used to do that yeah. until someone said, "Look, scrap this. It's in a new build. We'll draw it out." And it was a. Uh, I was like, oh, no, I apprentice. I was probably qualified. And it was like, just draw it out. I drew it out. And then when you understand it a bit more, oh, I'll get it right every time now. Got it. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I draw it the all challenge the time. Now. Man, the amount of times I get sent a fight on the back of a switch and I, I from the cable, I draw where the colours go and then they die. Oh, yeah, that works. Done. Don't be scared to fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Don't be scared to fail because it's the only time you learn, isn't it? Sort of thing. When you make a mistake, yeah. you think, oh, I ain't going to do that again. As long as you're learning from it and not repeating the mistakes, yeah, that's what I can't tolerate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing I say to the guys as well: uh, a mistake's only a mistake when you refuse to correct it. Mm -hmm. So that that's one thing I say to all of our lads. And if they do do something wrong, if they're going to ring me and go, oh, "I did the light wrong, it blew up," I'm going home. That, that's a mistake. They're going to get told off. We had yeah. Dean go to a job and like a butterfingers lad, he dropped the light and smashed it. And, and before even knowing he had done it, we rang him and said, like, oh, where are you? He said, I had to go to BMQ to buy another light. And he went and brought one. Before even ringing yeah, us, I said, I've yeah. got the light. He had a solution before, and that's a good idea. Rather than yeah. piss and moan about it, it's when sorted it out, fixed it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that, that's from that saying. And the, the, the lads take on that quite well, to be honest. You'll get far in life by solving problems. That's all our job is. It's just constant problem solving. Yeah. If you're yeah. good at solving problems... You'll go far as an electrician. And enjoy solving problems because I see a lot of people they get they pull the hair out. I can't do this. Rah, rah, rah. Sometimes just take a step back and go, right, what should it be like? Or what's wrong? And then work your how way that way. It, how process of elimination? Yeah, definitely. So the future of IDT then, where have you got a plan where you want to see it? Um so this is where me and Leon are, are sort of in longer heads. Right about where to go. So um, I think with the growth, obviously we've got gone from Leon with his lads to three bands out every day, mm -hmm. and I, I think he's like, oh, that's a lot of growth in in what's been less than a year. Right. And I'm very much let's get go, this go, go. Let's get this one. So we we just turned down four jobs that are valued at six hundred thousand each, labour only. Right. And. The time of the year, it would have been a struggle to take one. But I, I was very much, yeah, let's do it. We'll find it. We'll, we'll, we'll loan the money. So I think that, that's <laughs> that's one thing. I think Leon wants to take it a little bit slower than me. Oh, did you do it because of um, the cost then? Yeah, obviously with the jobs, we probably would have needed eight guys to, to start yeah. to start the free contracts. Um, we've still obviously got our own stuff, so they would have been public agency lads or people yeah. that we knew we could have brought back from my old business and like friends mm -hmm. but you'd still have 60 days of paying them eight guys before the first payments came in yeah so if you're looking at 200 pound a day across eight guys across 60 days that that's a shit load of money to, to, to well, keep something out. in mind which i did before maybe three or four years ago now is because i was in the same position do a pro forma invoice to the company so yeah. pro forma invoice is basically they give you money when you ain't done anything so that was a bonus <laughs> oh, it's all on paper obviously but it was brilliant <laughs> yeah, yeah that's hard. it's hard to bankroll bankroll that sort of size job labor only it's uh yeah it's it's a bit worrying maybe as well especially in the current climate yeah i think what, what if that company goes under you're screwed yeah well we've worked yeah, for, for quite a while there We've done a lot of jobs for them. Um, I don't think they're going under anytime soon. They're quite, they're quite right. big. They're quite established. But if these jobs came in in the summer, once, because we had a van breakdown, we had to go and buy a new van a day before we came back after Christmas, mm -hmm. and our accountant missed 22 grand worth of receipts off of our VAT, which we're going to have to claim back next quarter. Right. So, we could have done with that. 
Yeah, yeah. If, if those things didn't happen, yeah, we might have taken one or two of the three or even pushed the take all three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so definitely the business going forward will grow. Whether or not it, it's basically whether it's faster than Leon Lights or not. Right, no. you've got to convince him. Not even that. <laughs> I'm quite open to, to growth, but I want to do it at the right. Yeah, you yeah. want a bit more assurance sort of thing and see what what steps are in place to yeah, without fail, got, basically. I think yeah. we're a nice size now. We've got a lot of work coming in. We're all busy, but we just need to f- like focus on the processes, get them back-end systems more defined. So, so would you say can... you're more of a risk taker then, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Le- uh, Leon's like, no, it's got to be done like this, this, this. It's a bit more organised. Uh, I mean, I'm a risk taker for calculated risk. Right. I like yeah. good odds, but risk is always going to be. There's always going to be risk with business. Exactly. Why is it risk? But, I mean, there there, needs to be sufficient fun. reward, and there needs to be. You don't want to make an, too many sacrifices. Yeah. And then put yourself back even further. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He's clever, isn't he? That's, I can see why you're in business with him. <laughs> it's, no, he, he points things out good. that you might not think about. <laughs> he is good, but there, there's two types of people. So in, in lockdown, I made quite a bit of money on the stock market. At, at my peak, it was at 38. And I ended up closing all my trades at 21. And I had people say to me, you just lost 14 odd thousand. But I started with seven. So I'm like, did I lose 14 odd or did I gain 12? I know Mm -hmm. there's two types of people, how you look at things like, yeah, which is where as much as in some aspects, me and Leon are different. We're both able to talk through them and discuss them. And the things that I brought in that he didn't like at start, he's now like, this is good. And then the things that I didn't like with Leon, I now like, yeah, this is good. I used to do nine to five, Leon did eight to four. I like a little bit of a lay in. Right. I know I have to get up earlier, but I do appreciate you more getting back at four and spending even more time with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been things, but over and all, it's going really well for us. We're, we're, cool. we're working. We're a good team. We're different enough to bring different um, different abilities and different different things into the, the partnership, but then mm-hmm. similar enough. Help each can, other grow sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Two minds are better than one, obviously. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so your, your, your company then, IDT, what area is it ser- um, service in effect? So uh, anywhere from CT to E1. Right. So that's okay. where our current contracts are. Um, so sort of Canterbury, all of Kent, South East London, um, a little bit of Sussex. Right. So we'll leave that's a link in the description here as well. So people... If they're thinking, hang about, yeah, I like these lads. I want them to do a job for me. Sorry, Leon, you're going to be more busy. We'll That's push right. it out to them as well. <laughs> so they can get That's in contact right. with you. We'll leave a link to your website, yeah? I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Not a problem. Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot very much for coming on. I think it can be interesting to, for other people to f- learn how you've come along. Because everyone, all of us here have got different avenues of how we become electrician, yeah. which is interesting. Because some people, like, well, like you say, a lot of people online, they say, got to do a five-year apprenticeship. No, not necessarily. You have not. There's so many different ways that you can do it. But as long as brilliant. it's safe, sort the matters. Yes, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, where we aim to load electricians with the tools and skills they need to reduce stress, gain back time, and earn more money in their electrical business.